welcome to Channel Chats. My name is Teresa Carrigal. I'm the founder and CEO of Achieve Unite. And in each of our Channel Chats, we talk with industry experts on a variety of channel topics to uncover the latest trends, best practices, and tips that you can use to generate maximum results in your channel. Hello, welcome to this edition of Channel Chats. I am thrilled to be here with one of my favorite people, Sarah Marsh, who leads strategy and enablement at Verizon. Sarah, tell us a little bit about why people and culture and talent development and keeping people inspired and motivated is important to you. Well, thank you so much for having me, Teresa. I am so excited to be a part of the chat today. Um, because culture is so important to me. It has always been the foundation of everything that I've done in all of my different roles here at Verizon. Um, I've been here 16 years. I've had a number of different teams on the direct sales side before moving into channel um, about six, seven years ago. And culture is so important and people are so important um, because you know without it, without staying connected and without being really connected to a high performance culture, it's really hard to continue to evolve and elevate the teams. So to me, I think it is absolutely core and foundational to everything that you do as a leader. You, you live and breathe those values every day. Tell us about Verizon and what does Verizon do to, for talent development, for keeping people inspired? You all clearly drive a very inclusive workforce. Share some of your insights. Sure. Um, so I'm very fortunate um, to be at a company like Verizon that really invests in people um, and really looks at our people as one of the key stakeholders of everything that we do. Um, so, you know, there's a tremendous amount of work that goes into people development, developing next leaders, and also really inspiring people uh, to be their best at work and to be themselves at work. So we do a number of different, we have a number of employee resource groups, number one, where people can associate um, with other folks and learn about, uh, you know, different cultures. And it's a great way for people to be authentic and real at work. But then there's also a strong culture around um, getting out of your comfort zone, trying new things. So you can really reinvent your career within this company and move from sales to marketing, from consumer to business, and really try lots of different things across the organization. And that's really highly encouraged. And, and people have had really interesting, diverse uh, career projections here at Verizon because of that type of a culture. And then there's just also, I think, a, an important focus on attracting talent you know, making sure that we're always bringing in new talent that looks at the business differently um, and brings new ideas, new backgrounds, uh, you know, to really have that set of diverse thought and thought leadership in the business, and then continuously inspiring the talent that we have, um, you know, making sure people feel valued and important and that their work matters and that they're connecting their work back to ultimately our results and what we're doing as a business and really paving the way for the future. So I think it's a lot of different things, um, but together it really comes um, and helps build a really inclusive workplace that keeps people inspired and hopefully always puts us out in front of our competitors because we're able to really tap into such a, a talented and diverse workforce. You are, and, and you can feel that it's in the fabric of the company, the inclusion and diversity and um, for sure. 
So now let's talk about, we have, we are both very passionate about partnerships and partnering, and you have an unbelievable ecosystem of channel partners, many of whom don't have the resources that you have as a company. So talk to us about how you've done that and accomplished that at Verizon and with your partners and what are you doing yeah. going forward? Sure. Um, so we do, to your point, we have a huge partner ecosystem, over 5,000 partners. We have agents and VARs and DISTs and MSPs and partners of small and large sizes serving you know, our public sector, global enterprise and SMB customers in both the US and EMEA. So you can imagine it's, it's a huge uh, network of companies that we work with. And I think it's really important that we're always kind of extending this, you know, our values, the Verizon values and, and what we believe and how we serve our customers and society out through our partner community. It's just a forced multiplication of everything that we're doing. Um, so it's a huge opportunity for us. And, you know, I've, I've done a few things with our partners, um, you know, over the years. First, you know, providing them with access to some of the great leadership that we have within Verizon. Um, we've had our chief diversity officer, as an example, join our partner advisory council and talk about some of the things that we're doing as a business that our partners could replicate in their own communities and how they can continue to extend service out in the communities where they work um, and where their customers are. We actually just introduced and announced our partner recognition program, um, which is new and we're really excited about it. And one of our six awards is around social and community impact. So I think that also helps to shine a light on the fact that we really want our partners to extend their impact, just like we do. You know, we really value giving back to society and we want to ensure that that's a fabric, a piece of the fabric of our partners as well. Um, and then, you know, we're also thinking about you know, our partners don't have the same level of resources as a company the size of Verizon. Many of them are small businesses. Um, so we're excited to launch a new program uh, where our partners can leverage their BDF uh, dollars to extend a DNI training course within their own organization. Um, so we're making it available through Achieve Unite, um, first of its kind. We're really excited to get this launched. Yeah. And now our partners will have access to this really best-in-class training mm -hmm. um, that maybe they didn't have before. You know, it might not have been a part of their training curriculum in-house, but they can leverage their BDF dollars to invest in such an important initiative mm -hmm. uh, to help their entire organization. So we're really excited about, you know, extending unique ways um, for our partners to really tap into some of the the really powerful tools that Verizon has and has extended through our own organization. Um, and then finally, you know, we're excited that we are able to take partner solutions, capabilities, all of the great things that they can offer out to customers at a much larger scale because of the size of our sales organization. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our programs have so much collaboration from both the mobility programs and our wireline programs. So being able to leverage the thousands of sellers we have across the U.S. and in EMEA um, to sell and position partner solutions is a really great value add to these companies, especially if you're a small business. It's an exciting time to be a partner at Verizon, and I love that you're doing things maybe non-traditionally and creating a whole new experience for them. It's amazing. Good. All right. Last question for you. How do you build culture and develop people 
both internally in a hybrid environment, and then what are you doing with the partner community and maybe both um, in a hybrid in the new hybrid world coming out of COVID? What what do you see as best practices? Yeah, so I think everyone's figuring this out as we go. Um, so it started with everyone being virtual, and you know, how do you stay connected and really? build those genuine connections in a virtual world. And that's not always easy. You know, I have almost half my team, um, I think I've never met at this point. You know, I've hired people and brought people into my team um, in a virtual environment. And now as we move into hybrid and what we call work forward, I've had the opportunity to meet employees for the first time, which is really exciting. And I love it. It's so great to connect in person. There's nothing like it. Um, but I think it's really important to, to acknowledge and recognize that there's gonna be a lot of times when it is virtual and we have to ensure, and hybrid, we have to ensure that we're really connecting with people um, and we're having meaningful connections too. We're not just taking mm -hmm. what would be an in-person meeting and doing it virtually, but how do we make it even more effective? Um, you know, How do we have more asynchronous work where people can work on their own time and get things done and collaborate in different ways? Um, you know, How do we make sure that you know, people aren't just showing up to meetings um, you know, as an attendee, but they're not really contributing, you know, let's make sure we're making the most of everyone's time. So I think it's important that we're really deliberate about where we leverage virtual versus in-person and how we ensure that there's a tremendous amount of collaboration um, and people feel valued when it's hybrid, because that's probably the most challenging is when you have some in-person and some virtual. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's equally important to make sure you're carving out time for those um, you know, those, those moments, you know, those moments that matter where it's, you know, we don't always have the chats at the, you know, at the coffee station or having lunch together. We're jumping from meeting to meeting to meeting. Um, so I've done things like build in uh, a coffee hour for my team. I do it once a month. It's a coffee hour where people get together and we, we chat about anything besides work, you know, what's going on in your personal lives. Um, it's a good chance for people to get to know each other. Uh, I encourage all anyone who's a new hire to hop on these calls every month so they have an opportunity to meet the team, um, to ask questions, you know, nice. to, to really start to connect with others besides their immediate team. And that's been really valuable. And I've also, um, you know, I've implemented something a couple of years ago where I do skip levels with everyone on my team, but I actually do it with my leaders. So my leaders we switch up their teams and they just call and do a connect call. Like, hey, I'm just checking in, wanna see how you are, tell me about your family. And that stuff goes a long way to build relationships with the different leaders and the individuals across my organization. And it just is another touch point. So beyond their direct leader, beyond a skip level from me, they're also hearing from other senior leaders across the organization. Um, and I think those individual touch points really matter. And then, you know, obviously we want to extend that to our partner community, make sure we're staying really well connected, um, giving them a platform and a, an opportunity to make sure their voice is heard. Um, so in a virtual world, you know, we still continue with our partner advisory councils. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really important platform to make sure mm -hmm. our partners have a seat at the table um, and that they're given access to our Verizon executives beyond the channel organization. So we include product and marketing leaders, finance leaders, um, even legal and compliance. You know, we have all of our stakeholders join our PACs so that way they can hear directly from our partners and they know what's on their minds. Um, and then we also, you know, we do additional feedback sessions with partners where we give them a platform to speak to different leaders in the business. 
And I think it's important, um, you know, to continue to have these platforms beyond the traditional QBRs and, and regular meetings that we're keeping our partners really plugged into all of the things that are happening across Verizon and we're making sure their voices are heard. Um, so those are things we, we started and continued in a virtual world now in hybrid, um, you know, continuing to leverage the power of bringing together people across, across the country and across the world here in a, um, a virtual environment, but then we're augmenting that with more face-to-face. -face. Um, so obviously we have a lot of partner meetings um, that are face-to-face -face already. We have events. We just kicked off our first of eight partner roadshows where we're bringing our partners out in the field to meet with Yay. our organization. Wildly successful first event. So we're gonna continue that. And you know that's the future. It's gonna be a little bit of everything, um, but I think it's really important to be intentional. So that way we're making the best use of everyone's time, regardless if it's um, virtual or in-person. Yeah, I feel like you're doing a great job of giving people the option, meeting them wherever they are, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and then the listening forums are so important and you all are really doing a terrific job of that as well. Good, well, thank you for being here with me today. Is there any closing comments that you'd like to share? Just thank you so much for having me. Thanks for the partnership always enjoy working with you and the whole Achieve Unite team. So really thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for listening to Channel Chats. For more information on Achieve Unite and the latest in channel news and trends, head over to AchieveUnite.com. And don't forget to join us next month for a new episode.